Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Hours of Movies. My name is Brian, and today I'll be talking about Dirty Dancing, released in 1987. Um, it is directed by Emil Ardolino and written by Eleanor Bergstein. It is about this um, character. Her name is Frances Baby Houseman. Uh, she spends the summer at uh, Catskills Resort with her family, and she falls in love with a dance instructor named Johnny Castle. Patrick Swayze is Johnny Castle, and Jennifer Grey is Francis Baby Houseman. Uh, also, we have Cynthia Rhodes as Penny Johnson, uh, Patrick Swayze's friend and dance partner. We have Jerry Obach as Jake Houseman, who plays Baby's dad, Jane Bruckner as Lisa Houseman, who plays Baby's sister, and Kelly Bishop as Major Houseman. She plays Penny's mom. Um, it's a dance erotic, well, not dance erotic, it's a dance drama romance film? Yeah, that's what it is. It's a dance drama romance film. And it's splendid, you know? I really enjoy Dirty Dancing. Uh, my mom showed me the film when I was seven. Uh, I didn't know if I really liked it for the dancing, like literally the dancing. Uh, I always enjoyed dance and music, so I didn't know if I liked it because of the music or I didn't like know if I liked it because of Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze. I mean, they were they're both captivating in this film and have amazing chemistry, even though they disliked each other while filming in the in the process. Apparently Jennifer Grey had already worked with Patrick Swayze during Red Dawn and he was a bit of an asshole during filming. So she never really let go of that. He had to convince her and sort of apologize to get her on board for the film. But there was always trouble uh between the two of them while they were arguing like during filmings, like they would legit get in arguments or they would be so mad at each other, they just needed to take a break. At some point, the director or writer had to show them the test screening to be like, look, you guys can do it. You guys can play the role. You guys can have that chemistry. So, like, just chill out, you know, unwind. Maybe let's take it back to, you know, day one kind of thing. And, yeah, it felt like day one. They felt re rejuvenated with energy and that they can finish this film without any problem and that's how it went they filmed the whole thing without getting into another argument causing a delay or anything they just sort of went with it and there's a scene where uh johnny and baby are dancing they're either rehearsing for the show but baby keeps laughing when Johnny touches her arm and she starts cracking up and Johnny just gets upset but it's actually just Patrick Swayze getting pissed off because Jennifer Grey kept laughing over and over in the scene which caused the them to film it multiple times and at some point the director was like no nah, you know what I'm gonna use this I'm gonna use this it's very organic and Kenny Ortega even said it's one of the most purest moments in film history and yeah you know you're not wrong you know um jennifer gray is literally cracking up because she's tired and over it and patrick swayze is getting upset because she keeps cracking up and they need to film it over and over again he's like yo i'm just trying to go home man let's do this thing and it's great they're both great also kenny ortega is the choreographer in this if you don't know who kenny ortega is well that's my man he he's worked with michael jackson but he's also done the critically acclaimed high school musical series and he's done other stuff, but Kenny Ortega, he's a great dancer. Um, he's done the Newsies as well. Um, yeah, my man, Kenny Ortega. Uh, he knows really how to make a 
whole uh, crowd look like they're having fun when it comes to dancing. And, you know, that's what this film is. It's a lot of dancing. It's a lot of crowd dancing in the beginning, too, when you see the whole... Uh, is it like an underground nightclub? I don't what what do you call it? The dirty dancing club? I don't know. But the DDC, you know, it, it, he knew how to like when you're introduced to that. Kenny Ortega does such a great job with the crowd dancing differently with one another, and also shout out to the wardrobe department just making everyone look fly as fuck, man. Like it's the '60s, but they look like they're dressed in the '80s. And hey, it's okay, bro. Whatever. It is what it is. They look cool as a motherfucker. But, you know, the smoky room was tight. You know, the director, Emil, it's his first film. But he did a great job just making the whole (coughs) aura of the set, you know, pop out and make you go like, man, I want to be there right now, dance with them, you know, get it down with Patrick Swayze and the gang. It's great. It's great. It's great stuff. But also this film, other than the dancing, has some pretty like dark subplots. You know, as a child, when I saw it when I was seven, I had no idea there was like this whole illegal abortion subplot. You know, that sort of blew my mind when I rewatched it when I was 17. I was like, wait, what? Oh, my God, that's insane. And it's crazy. You know, this whole movie just has a lot to it other than the dancing. You follow... Uh, baby who she's sort of this pure innocent uh, woman that's going to go to the Peace Corps after the summer, you know, go on her own, discover life or whatever. But instead, she's actually going to, you know, be shown a whole new world and a whole new part of, you know, people at the Catskills Resort. Um, She meets shitty people that thinks they're supposed to be cool, like, um, homeboy Robbie, the one that knocks up Penny and sort of just lets her be, you know, like she sort of thinks these guys are always going to be like nice because, you know, they're the people she grew up with. But, you know, people change or some people are just shitty to begin with. And, you know, she's also introduced to Johnny, who is very different from her. You know, she's grown up in a very rich family. Her dad's a doctor. Uh, he has a shit ton of cash, and it, they show it when she asks for like $2,500. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give it to you, you know? So, you know, dude has money. Baby's always been bubbled in a bubbled world, if anything. And Johnny's from the streets, from what we know. He grew up poor, and he learned to dance and became a dance instructor, and his job is dancing. And he's never really found love, I guess. He's dated Penny, his partner, but apparently only... Back when they were both children, from what his cousin says. And nothing ever after that. You know, they're both their own people. They're both probably the same type of person where they just learn to dance to live. I mean, or, you know, dance to live. Penny says it. You know, she tells baby that. She's like, oh, you know, my mom kicked me out when I was 16. And all I did was dance. And that's all I've ever done. And baby says, damn, I envy you. And Penny just like scoffs at her and walks away. It's like, yeah, you know, for baby, it's like, that's so cool. You know, that's awesome. You've been dancing ever since while I just been home, you know, and you know, it's the different aspects of those things where it makes you go like, damn, this movie just cuts deep in a sense. You know, it's more than just the dancing. It's just the different parallels of people as well as the workers, you know, the waiters are all 
college students that are going to Harvard or Berkeley or whatever the fuck, you know, they're going to. And all the entertainers are pretty much <clears throat> people from the streets or, you know, uh, minorities, you know, Hispanics, blacks, like they're all in the entertainment business and they're treated differently. You know, the waiters get tips and, you know, they're treated kindly while the entertainers are just treated as, you know, entertainers. And some of them are used like Johnny. He's used by the women. You know, he says that they cheat on their husbands all the time with him. And what is he supposed to, you know, what is he supposed to do? You know, they're paying him uh, money to stay. He needs to like live. He needs to collect all the money. And he's like, he said, you know, sometimes they pay him in jewelry and shit. He has to like pawn it and live off of it. It's crazy, you know. He's a. Uh, of course, they give him like a little cabin, but it looks all trashy. And then he just has to like pick up his salary bonus, continue dancing, and hope to come back next year to sort of live off that money. You know, rich people, I guess they pay him a lot. I mean, you just—they're all there. Uh, but yeah, so it's a uh, it's a pretty cool film like that, and I don't know, man. It's just it's a trip, and the whole abortion thing um, when. Um, you sort of find out about it and it's, it's pretty fucked up, you know, when, um, uh, Johnny's cousin explains that he just had a, a folding table and like a kitchen knife with a towel. That's it. You know, it gives you like a sort of vision of what the hell happened to Penny, which put her through so much pain and it's just such a like, ugh feeling and shout out to the dad, you know, the dad, is such a nice character, but also just towards baby. I always wonder what was up with him and the wife. I always felt like the wife should have had more of a talking role in this film. Uh, she always wants to talk to the husband and he always like, you know, brushes her off kind of thing. And at the end, and I don't think like her and baby ever really talk, but at the end of the film, you know, Jake, you know, the dad wants to like get up to interrupt uh, Patrick Swayze's speech about Penny at the end of the film. And she's like, sit down, Jake. And you're like, yeah, mom, hell yeah. But then you're also like, man, why, why didn't the mom get like a bigger role? She seems like she wanted to understand baby a lot more. She even asked baby all the time, like, what's wrong, dear? You know, everything okay? And baby, same like that goes, nothing, mother. So maybe it's supposed to paint as the as baby and the dad being very identical people, they both want to help others. You know, the dad's obviously in the uh, medical industry. He's a doctor, but he also helps Penny. But not only does he help Penny the one night uh, baby brings him, but he checks up on her the next day. And it's not like baby asked him to do that. No, he just did it himself as a, oh, I know this person was dealing with this. I'm going to go check up on him because, you know, they're probably going to need me kind of thing. So it sort of shows how baby and the dad are both very similar. Baby's going to go to the Peace Corps to do her own thing. And But throughout the whole film, uh, baby is like, you know, I've been watching a lot of Adventure Time, but like she's like Jake in Adventure Time and like trying to like save everyone or not save, but like make things right. I don't know. I was just watching this episode where Jake was just trying to make things right for everyone. But point being, that's what baby was doing. You know, she's trying to like make things right for everyone. And slowly she sort of realizes that she'll never have the answer for everything. You know, like life is always just going to be something, you know, something's always going to get in the way and she might not be able to figure it out, but she can always try at least, you know, that's her thing. And that's what uh, Johnny tells her, you know, that she's such a kind person that she sees the best 
even in the worst situations. And yeah, you know, I, if Jennifer Grey kicks ass in this film, bro, like she really does a great job. Um, I think it's her best acting role. I don't think I've seen a lot of movies with her, but this is her best acting role. She is convincingly, she's playing a convincingly young person. I think she was like 27 when she's supposed to be a 19 year old, uh, which tripped me out because I thought she was like in her early 20s, but no, she was in her late 20s. But uh, she danced really well, her and Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze was already a, like a great dancer, apparently. Dude is just really good. But in this movie, he had to tone down his dancing because of how good he was, you know? So they're like, yo, bro, you got to stop showing off like that. Like, take it down a bit. Take it down. It's not our tempo. You know, everyone's tempo is down here. We need you down here. All right, you too fast right now. Just chill. But Jennifer Grey, you know, she's not a dancer, but she did well. She did cool. And I re also really like the two different dance, uh, big dance scenes they did. You know, the one where she has to cover for Penny while she went to go see that shitty doctor. And then the end, uh, the difference in how her confidence and how open she feels about herself now, like the way she dances in the last part is superb compared to the first one. But the acting she does in both of them is really well, you know, so Jennifer Grey, great job, you know, um, this is not a fun fact, this is just a fact, I'm just throwing it in there, because when the movie was released, Jennifer Grey never took part of the whole uh, publicity, like, you know, going out to promote it with the cast, because she was in a car accident, when her then boyfriend, Matthew Broderick, uh, they were in Ireland and they got in a car accident where Matthew Broderick went on the wrong side of the lane and hit another car, killing the two passengers, a mother and a daughter in there. Uh, so she pretty much missed out the whole dan dirty dancing, uh, premiere and all that. And yeah, and apparently no one knew her and Matthew Broderick were dating until that point, that time, you know, when that happened, they're like, Oh shit. What? Y'all dating? Ferris Bueller and your sister? But yeah, so that's a crazy fact about Jennifer Grey not being part of the whole premiere of Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Also, Matthew Broderick got away with it pretty easily. Uh, he was going to go to jail for five years, but, you know, stuff happens and he paid the equivalent of $175 in American money to, you know, whatever in Ireland to like get away with it. So that shit's crazy. I don't think he's ever apologized either. So that's a crazy fact about Matthew Broderick. If you didn't know that about Ferris Bueller, you know, that guy. What else has he done? I know he's something else other than Ferris Bueller. But that guy, you know, he, he yeah. So that dude, he's killed people. Crazy. Anyways, back to their dancing. Uh, Patrick Swayze messed up his leg. Yeah. So at the end, you know, when he jumps off the stage and he lands, well, they cut it because it's his best jump. But they cut the landing part because he just messed up his knee. Duda wanted to do all his own stunts and everything in it because I, uh, I guess from what his brother says, it's that Texas thing in him. You know, it's that Southern thing where he's like, nah, I got to do it kind of, kind of. He's that kind of guy. He was that kind of guy. Rest in peace, Patrick. Forgot to say that. Uh, I miss my man, Patrick Swayze. I'm a big Patrick Swayze fan. Love that guy. He's a great actor. Charming. Knows how to dance. He also has a song in this. Well, it's not in the movie. They cut it. But if you buy the soundtrack, Patrick Swayze has a whole song that he co-wrote. Uh, and he sang the whole thing. It's crazy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably name the name later. Or you know what? Let me look it up real quick. I know I wrote that one. She's Like the Wind. Yeah, it was co-wrote in 
co-written by Patrick Swayze with Stacy Wendeltz. And yeah, he sang that whole thing. And it's pretty freaking good, yo. That dude could sing. But yeah, you know, so Patrick Swayze injured himself, which sort of caused the delay a bit. Um, not too long. But his dancing was sort of affected. And I think um, throughout his life, he was always uh, bugging there in the knee. So that sucked. But hey, you know, at least he always gave it his all in this. And he also hurt himself in the log scene when he's teaching Baby to balance. He apparently slipped once and like he hurt his hip or something. So yeah, man got injured a lot in this film, which is pretty funny considering that you're just like, damn, dude, like it's a whole dancing movie and you got injured the two times when you're not really dancing. One, you're jumping off a stage, which I guess is dancing. You, know, you want to be the big pizzazz thing, but the log thing is like... Come on, you should have just used a stunt double then. I don't know, whatever. Dude dude did his thing. But yeah, man, um, Dirty Dancing. Uh, you know, the sequel, they offered him... Wow, I said that weird. Uh, in the sequel, they offered him $6 million to appear in it. But he turned it down because he was just like, Nah, I hate sequels. But you know what? I'll be a dance instructor. And... Yeah, that's crazy. He was a dance instructor for that film. Patrick Swayze, man of many gifts. Dude from Houston, Texas, comes to L.A., sings, dances, acts into the way of millions, the heart of millions. Love them, man. Love them. But, yeah. So, like, instead of them doing a sequel, they should have just done a spinoff movie in the in the movie uh near the end they think johnny stole a wallet from one of the you know there's a horny character in it that sleeps with patrick swayze throughout the film but they thought johnny stole like her husband's wallet and he was being framed for it but later on you know baby like says no he's innocent because he was with me all night you know since they formed a relationship and they were seeing each other um to you know clear his name and hey, she ended up being right in a way uh, they end up explaining how the there was two old lady um sisters that were in the same place where the wallet was stolen and all, uh, only that there have been some previous items that have been you know taken and they were always there and it ended up being true that they were just going around stealing people's shit but they were also wanted in like arizona and florida as well uh for stealing stuff so how can we make that into a spin-off movie you know um their last days at the catskills resort where baby and johnny are doing their thing but the whole time we're focused on these two old ladies just kidnapping things. I want to see that movie. It's just like when um, Johnny was telling Baby all that, all I kept thinking is like, man, what a what a crazy, crazy like scenario to add into this film. You know, like, hey, you know, it'd be cool if we had two old ladies that are just robbing shit. And they're like, yeah, well, only one person wrote it. So Eleanor was probably just thinking to herself, damn, that's funny. I like it. Let's pen it in. She's like, hell yeah, Eleanor. Hell yeah. But I like that. I like that shit. It's funny. It's funny to me. Everyone loves the line, nobody puts baby in a corner. And obviously, 
Why not? It's a great line. Patrick Swayze delivered it, delivers it so effort, effort it. Look. Patrick Swayze delivers it so effortlessly. Damn, there we go. I'm terrible at that speaking thing, guys. It's crazy. Um, but he he hated that line. He, he disliked it. He said it was a dumb line. But he had to like muster all his strength to get it out. That was really cheesy. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I mean, I don't disagree with him. But thanks to the way he delivers it, I'm like, man, what a great line. But there's a line that baby uses when um she goes to the DDC, the Dirty Dancing Club, and she tells Johnny's cousin where they learned to do that, like watching them, like, you know, while she's watching them dry hump each other. It cracks me up because it's just so innocent and like it's almost like such a real line where it's like, whoa, what's going on? Y'all just dance like this? This is amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, Dirty Dancing has some great moments. Uh, the scene where Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey are on their knees singing and or lip syncing and dancing to that song. Baby, oh baby, that song. Um, it was not supposed to be for the movie. The director was just filming them do that as a warm up for, you know, before they shot. But he liked this so much, he decided to just add it. And yeah, you know, it's good stuff. It's like, hell yeah. Also, the first dancing with uh, Patrick and Penny, you know, Johnny and Penny, the one where they're showing off what they can do. It's good stuff, man. Like, it's great dancing. Kenny Ortega. He's just such a madman out there. What cannot he? What what dance can he not teach? You know, and I would like to meet Kenny Ortega one day. That man just seems interesting. Dude's been around for such a long time. He was trained under the best. You know, he trains the best. Worked with Michael Jackson. Worked with Christian Bell. It's crazy stuff, dude. You know, like love that man. But Patrick Swayze. Jennifer Grey. They're the real key ones in this film, honestly. Uh, they, they, uh, they wanted Val Kilmer to be Johnny Castle, but thankfully he declined. He said, nah, which is, you know, thanks for that. Sarah Jessica Parker was, you know, almost auditioned for Francis Baby Houseman, but instead Jennifer Grey went to do it. And thankfully Jennifer Grey decided to do it with Patrick Swayze because they're both fantastic in this. Uh, I think the film is carried a lot by the both of them as well as the music. But if there was any other two actors, I don't know if it would have done well or done as good as it was, as it did. It wasn't supposed to do well at all. Apparently they were just going to burn the movie and collect the insurance from it. The, the seat, not CEO, but like whoever was the head of the studio that was uh, giving out this film, they were like, wow burn the negative and just collect the insurance. But luckily, uh, I think some of the actors paid out. I think Patrick Swayze paid out of pocket to release the film. And it became a huge hit, not in theaters, but when it was released on VHS, it was one of the first home videos to uh, sell a million copies. It was also like one of the first, or it was the top rented film in 1988 or whenever it came out on home video. So yeah, and it sort of got like a cult following in a sense. People loved it. Then in 19, 
97, Conan O'Brien did this whole thing where he was trying to get it re-released for its 10th anniversary, claiming that he loved the movie and he needed to see it on, in theaters for its 10th anniversary. And, you know, whoever had the movie uh, rights at the time, they said, fuck it, we'll do it. Then Conan O'Brien came out saying he didn't even like Dirty Dancing. He thought it was a dumb movie. So Conan O'Brien in general is just a genius. I guess that was the point of that story. But yeah, that's Dirty Dancing, yo. Um, I'll probably release another episode soon. Uh, I didn't release this on a Friday because I sort of got caught up on other things. But maybe I'll release another bonus episode because, yeah, I, I, I feel like I need to talk about another movie. Might do an action movie this time. So, yeah, check it out in the future. I uh, hope you all are having a good one. I hope you're having a good day, a good night, a good evening, or good whatever it is. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Hours of Movies. Tell your people the about this podcast if they want to listen to a stone man's thoughts of a film. And, yeah, recommend me anything you want me to see. I'm almost through with my whole 366 movies and... 366 days i think i'm down to like what 50 more film no not even damn i think i'm down to like like 40 more films 31 i've seen a lot of movies this year guys it's crazy i've seen too many movies i can't wait for january 1st where i don't have to watch a movie i could probably watch a movie january 3rd or something not i guess or maybe january 2nd oh give myself what day break or something but anyways yeah, that's hours of movies. Uh, hope y'all having a good one again. Um, take care and yeah, pet your pets for me because pets are awesome. Anyways, peace out.